Eurovision. Welcome to Eurovision, a podcast with a unique Irish perspective on the Eurovision Song Contest. 12 points. Ireland. Oh, and welcome back to the Eurovision podcast. We have done our quickfire ratings and all what's left to do, I think, is to speak with our representatives for Ireland at Eurovision 2023. Before we get into that, that's some of their fans, of course, as well. Before we get into that, Louise, how are you doing? We're literally like hours at this point between going to Liverpool. We'll be on a plane before we know it. How are you feeling? Getting excited? Nervous? Okay, I'll be very honest. (laughs) I've been very excited and online and I am very sad I'm also a little bit overwhelmed mm-hmm. I think we should talk about that briefly because I think that's actually a very normal feeling for a lot of fans it's like you know we're, we're, we're like kind of hyper about this contest and then it's like it's like Christmas it comes and it goes and exactly. um, particularly because we're going for such a period of time mm-hmm. Connor like I think we're both aware we need stamina. Like I've been saying to you, for, we have to take our vitamins. We can't get sick. All have them of that. here. Have them here. He's got the bits. He's got the vitamin C. Yeah. So yeah, like I'm, I'm really excited, but I'm also overwhelmed. But I, I just know, like once we land and once we meet our first friend or once we see that first Eurovision sign, you and I are going to be buzzed. Yeah. And you and I both went to Eurovision for the first time together. So yeah. I don't know, it feels like it's a little tradition. I'm glad I'm doing it with you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get sappy. But I re- I'm really glad, oh. like, we're flying over together. Even, like, we're so lucky that we live so close to each mm-hmm. other. Because, like, we literally go from, like, our doorsteps together yeah. to the airport. Like We spend more time in the airport than actually on the plane. We hilarious. spend so much time travelling together. Yeah. Like, it's kind of no wonder we started a podcast. <laughs> we literally do not stop chatting yeah. shy to each other. Like, we could literally have, like, an extended podcast called chat and shite with Eurovision or something because there's probably so much content there that um just in general random things we talk about all the time I'd say we actually don't talk about Eurovision the majority no other like random shit like how are you feeling I'm I'm like you I'm quite overwhelmed I think it's like you said it's such a long build-up it's weeks it's months it's pretty much a year you know from the minute Mm. the last contest ended you're thinking about 2023 between host cities where it's going to be songs all that kind of stuff and then it's just, it's gone in a flash. It's gone in a flash. And I think as well, because we're going for a bit longer this year yeah. than we did last year. You know, last year we were literally there Friday. We left Sunday. We kind of took it in our stride last year. We were, we were like, chill. bring it on. Like this time, our itinerary is it's packed. packed. Like, like I was asked to do something the other day by a friend. And I was like, I want to. I actually just don't know when, <laughs> when I would fit it in. Yeah. But like, let me know and I will try. But yeah. like... We also need to sleep and eat and, like, do all those bodily functions, <laughs> you know? Like, to, like, function as a yeah. human being. 
as well as be at Eurovision and see friends and have fun. So, but we, we'll get there. We'll take it in our stride. I think so. I think it's just the, the pre kind of pre takeoff nerves yeah. and kind of yeah, thinking about true. it. Once packing, you're there, living I don't in love it. packing. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you said. Once we see like the signage, the posters, the the music, the atmosphere, yeah, we'll be the bring it on, atmosphere. bring it on. I think it's gonna be fantastic. Can we just say Liverpool looks unbelievable? I'm so jealous of the people that are there oh, now. They, there's all, all these the little snippets. Oh my god! And like the <gasps> posters, and then the shop getting like oh. built, and then the arena getting locked like up for like no access, and seeing all the like the music things on the street, and all like the little festival team about what they're doing. It looks fantastic. Whoever's next year's hosts are gonna have a fucking hard time and to live up to. to. It's and hard to, to see how this. Yeah, be. and it's like you said, it's like probably our closest contest. In, in years probably like, ever, ever. <laughs> the UK might win again or yeah. might win you know well, anyway we'll <laughs> Wild Youth we are one of course Wild Youth are our representatives this year it again like that's been a year long journey like Connor probably tweeted back in May and yeah. as we're going to hear for some fans it really has been a long long yeah, journey years a long time coming so yeah, like we've spoken to a few fans. We, uh, we've we mentioned this a good few times now over I think the last month or two in various episodes that we feel like we're getting to know Wild Youth fans. Yeah. They're so dedicated that like they're coming to us. They're yeah. in our notifications. They're supporting our episodes. It's like in any angle or any way these people can support Wild Youth. They do it like it's it's very impressive and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's really lovely to see. It's very heartwarming. And as well... It? You know, you'll hear it for yourselves, guys, you know, talking to them. They're all saying the same things, you know, the lovely journey that they've been on, the friendships that have been made through this band, you know, their interactions with the band, their lovely lads. Them as you'll people, hear yeah. the same things over and over again. And it's just a testament to Wild Youth at the end of the day and such a lovely community that is the Wild Youth fan base. And I think both me and you were very, very keen to have a dedicated episode of Wild Youth before they headed off to Liverpool. And it was only right to include the fans. Absolutely. We were both very Because they've been sure such a core that. part of their journey. Yeah. You know, they, from minute one since it was announced that they would be competing, they've been supportive day in, day out. And Eurovision is intimidating. It is. Like, the chaos of the community, it's the intensity lot. of yeah. pre-parties. You know, it's not just the song contest in May, it's build up from, you know, miniature show interest all the way until, you know, the results. And we've been meeting them. Like, you, you've you met some of the girls yeah. in London and, you know, they're like, they're turning up and they're turning out and like, they're Eurovision fans out themselves and it's just, it's, woof, woof. <laughs> Sorry, there's a dog barking at <laughs> the window. Okay. I think the fans had to have their moment here on the podcast with us and we were delighted to speak to four of them. So, yeah. shall we get stuck in? Eurovision. Neve and Emma. Hello, ladies. Hello, guys. Hi. Hi, guys. So can you guys just tell us what you love about Wild Youth? Emma, if you want to go first. Well, I actually first saw them back in 2019, literally just before lockdown, um, with my friend Celine, who was like, I've there's this band that I really um, like. Would you come and see them with me? I think the tickets were like 25 euros. I was like, sure. I use uh, Louise's thing, fuck it and book it. Um, I just I love their energy I love just their energy the fact that they like it's more like a family 
like I don't feel like I'm just a fan I feel like I could talk to Connor or David or any of the guys any day of the week and they'd have all the time in the world for me oh I absolutely love uh, everything Emma said basically so I'm like her found them very randomly in 2018 when they were doing free gigs around Ireland so we were finishing up our masters fell in the room basically and this band was playing so the probably main things that I absolutely adore about the guys is their very down to earth and they're for the fans so basically they'll send out messages and be like okay guys what festivals do you think you guys can get to this year what venues and we'll try work around you guys so that's why you'll see a very as Emma said a very big family connection with the fan base all it takes is one person to be like hey I'm going by myself and one of the guys I know Connor did it a lot this year but in the past Cal and Ed and Dave have all done it and they'll be like, this person's by themselves. Can anyone like get on board? What was it like when they said we want to do Eurovision? What was your initial first thought when, when they said that? So um, it was back when Connor had tweeted about that they wanted to do Eurovision. And for about the year beforehand, we had been like all chatting about it. And I was at them, at them, at them. You should go for it. And then he tweeted about it. And I was like, you're going for it. So we actually put money on it way back when, when the betting started going about it and the guys didn't think they'd get through for your song and back in January we were like we're you're gonna do it you're gonna get it so there's a lot of money after being one on it so here's hoping it continues <laughs> that's a great story yeah. yeah baby Guinness yeah. here we go <laughs> exactly drinks all around <laughs> Emma what about you what was your first thought when you heard yeah like I'm a huge YZ fan but I'm also a huge Eurovision fan um Mr Eurobash will contest to that um I I had apprehensions at the very start because like that I didn't want it to dampen the career that they've already built and I've seen that happen previously um so I will say that yeah initially I was kind of like don't know how I feel about this but then I was like do you know what one thing because I know that they're going to do all the pre-parties all of that they're going to get their name out there so it's actually going to work in their favor even if they don't qualify they're going to have such a huge fan base behind them um and I've seen that I've seen them like Twitter just like loved them I know Barcelona was a little bit different but everything else like outside of that I think they've just grown a fan base so um yeah like as I said initially apprehensive but after the first um pre-party I was like okay we're okay we're good <laughs> you said you're you were a bit of a Eurovision fan previously Emma but like what do you both think of this Eurovision world like I don't know what you call the the circus of Eurovision and Eurovision Twitter and Instagram and the podcasts and YouTube channels and and all that like what well, what do you make of it especially this year what do you think Denise? so I've been a huge Eurovision fan like Emma for years so like yourselves we've seen the social media have both positive and negative growth within the community basically like I'd love to have been my age now back in the early 2000s just to see the difference in terms of the like growth within social media for the acts themselves um I like to think that it's positive in a way like you can be anywhere in the world and stream some of the pre-parties now and see some of the songs beforehand whether it's I don't know about you but growing up it was a pen and paper in the sitting room hearing the songs for the first time on the semi-final nights and literally writing down your own scores and like 
recording, if we remember that, recording the Eurovision throughout the years, just so you can play it back um, and make cup dance routines. 2006 was probably my favourite one. Well, Niamh, I'm even older than you. I remember before there was a time of semifinals. We didn't have to qualify for anything. (laughs) Um, One final thing we'd love to ask both of you, because this episode is all about Wild Youth. And it's all about Wild Youth fans. So as big Wild Youth fans, is there any message you want to give the lads? I just want to wish them the best of luck. They've done us so proud so far. Um, and they're going to absolutely rock that stage on the Tuesday. And I'm manifesting us qualifying. But even if we don't, we're going to be so, so, so proud of them. I just want to say that regardless of the outcome, that we're already, like Emma said, so, so proud of them. And we're looking forward to all the fabulousness and the flares and the celebration that Ireland actually can be proud of an entry again for once. So, yeah, best of luck, guys. All right, guys, we are joined by two more Wild Youth fans now. We are joined by Lauren and Sarah. Oh, <laughs> I'm starstruck. <laughs> yeah. Can't no, you like, giggling like, I don't know what. No, no, no it's like when we, met, when we met Connor in London, it was like the best night. It was so good. Oh my god! Yeah, like we'll, we'll get into that. But you, like you guys, have been like diehard, throw yourselves into the deep end with Eurovision. But we'll get onto mm-hmm. that as we, as we go on. Yeah, yeah. You got you guys have been Wadji fans for for years now, haven't you? So can you just tell us about yeah. how your your love for Wadji started and and all about that? I think it was was it twenty it was twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, and I'd heard of them, but like I wasn't old enough to go to any gigs because I was only a baby. So it wasn't any crack for me. Yeah, so I wasn't old enough to go to any other gigs because they were all like over 18, which now I'm grateful for because I love that now I'm of age. I could like that was me once, but now I'm able to go. Um and then they got announced to open for Nylhorn. So I was buzzing because I was like, love Nile, love the lads. It was great. And then from that gig, I've just been at most of them ever since because I was able to go then. I was able to go to them. So yeah, since then, I kind of just went to every nanny gig that I could. It's been great. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. Well, no, I saw them support the script in 2018, I want to say. And then they supported the Coronas around the same time. So I just kind of started following them then, but I was 15, 16. So they played like Cypress Avenue, like the Roisin Duck, but I was too young. So I couldn't go. But then once I turned 18, (laughs) I started going, met Lauren. Became yeah. best friends and now we've seen them. I can't count how many times. <laughs> the back arse back arse in nowhere, massive venues <laughs> across London, like it's been mad. And you've been following them across Europe. So can you <laughs> talk to us about like your journey from Wild Youth fan community to like Eurovision fan community? Like new territory. How have you been mm. finding it? Yeah. <laughs> amazing we were a bit nervous at the start she was like we're obviously and I told everyone in like Madrid and London I was like look we haven't been involved in Eurovision before please don't judge us like we're just getting into it now but everyone is so much fun like we've met like so many amazing people it's just been like the best everyone's just so much fun so what was your first initial reaction when you heard that Wild Youth were interested in going for Eurovision I was a bit Like, honesty. Yeah. And what why is that? Like what 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 was it about it that kind of threw you off? I was scared for any hate they'd get, which as we've seen, it has happened. That's what I was scared of. And then it was just like because I hyped them up so much, I'm always like, Oh, I'm going to see Wild Youth, like always good things about them. And I was like, 
if they go on this and they don't win, people are going to just be like, oh, like, why did they go for it and all that? Whereas I'm like, yeah. you see how good they actually are. So that's, I think it was more so just nerves for them as a band. It was kind of the first thing they've ever done that wasn't like in our control. So they play a venue like we will be there, we'll support them, we'll scream as loud as we can, we'll we'll bring the vibes. But with this, like it was out of our depth, like we couldn't control if they won or not, we couldn't control Mm. what people thought of the song. Like it was just new territory, I suppose. How has the journey been? Like, have you been really thrown out of your comfort zones in terms of supporting the lads I don't think so Sarah's not in her head as if yes she has so <laughs> I don't know a bit of both like it's yeah it's just a different experience it was funny because when we were in Madrid it was exactly a year later since we'd seen them in Ballad of Slow like yeah that was the back and we had to stay in this dodgy falling down hotel and like we saw them play in a horse shed and then exactly a year oh, later, God. we saw them play to however many thousand people in Madrid, like mm. in like a hot country. Yeah. And like, do red car or purple carpets, whatever colour it is. <laughs> and then like they literally, it was just a completely different switch over it, which is what they deserve to be fair. But like, yeah. it's been, it's been so cool. In Madrid, it was like at the after party, they, they're kind of playing like each entry song. And then We Are One came on. It was like every single person was singing along and me and Sarah were like, whoa <laughs> like people like this song so it's just... and you guys were there on the night that the lads won and you've seen them across Europe as well so tell us just about the journey from Eurosong till now how have they grown do you feel like they've gotten more confident as things have gone on yeah, yeah. like Eurosong to now has just been like the biggest like growth in their confidence I think I've like ever seen or like and even vocally as well yeah vocally and like just I don't know, they just seem really, like, happy. They seem to be really yeah. enjoying it as well, which is the most important thing. Like, the Night of Euro song was, like, so intense. Like, it was like, oh, what's going to happen? And, like, Kate, our friend Katie, she was sitting next to me. And, like, she tells everyone, like, she could feel my chair vibrating. Like, my chair started going like this because <laughs> I was so <laughs> nervous. And then they won and, like, they're just, their confidence and they're, like, they're just really nice people overall anyway. So, like, they're just yeah. mixing I think with the the crowd and like the other acts and stuff it's just been really nice to watch do you have a message for the lads before they oh god kick off their journey in Liverpool <laughs> we're really like, proud of them yeah. it's been an amazing journey even for us like we've met like many yeah. we've met like like we were standing inside Madrid met this random lad from Waterford like we've just met <laughs> the most amazing people and they're gonna smash it and we're proud of them and yeah. We'll be right there with them. Mm-hmm. We are one. We keep on fighting. We keep on fighting. <laughs> <laughs> always keep on fighting. But yeah, pretty much what Sarah said. Just we're always so proud of them, and it's just it's been for like as a fan's point of view, it's just been so nice to be able to follow them on this journey as well. And then obviously to get to be there on like the biggest night for them, it's pretty special. lovely little chats with the four of them thank you so much to emma neve lauren and sarah for coming on the podcast and for your support over the last few months as well it's been so nice to get to know you all the other wild youth fans like we couldn't have possibly haven't even touched the surface we 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 would have loved to have had more these are the ladies we've been most in touch with recently and we happen to have them on but there are so many others who we have been speaking with and we know are so dedicated to the band and they're a great fan community very yeah. to them and of course 
there would be no fans if it weren't for the band themselves. Of course. Wild Youth, Callum, Connor, Ed, David. Four amazing lads. We had the pleasure, Connor, of going into RT Studios last week, meeting with them and recording a lovely chat. I feel like all we were missing were cups of tea. Yeah. <laughs> <Literally> <laughs> or something stronger. Around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sitting around on couches. Yeah. Just... Just chatting. Breeze, just chatting and just so warm, so lovely, yeah. so down to so friendly, so giving with their time. And I have to say, from day one, they have been. Oh, so haven't open. Haven't they? Like, yeah. Connor, I think I said this before on the podcast, Connor reached out to us when they were announced. Before they were song. announced. Before they were announced. Before they were announced. Yeah, so we actually knew before. very shortly before, like yeah. a week before that they were going to be on it and he reached out and was like yeah I'll come on the podcast no yeah. problem he was like our first confirmed person before we officially knew the Eurosong lineup, which is like nuts really it's crazy when you think of it but just goes to show you how dedicated they are how great they are and we're big fans and you know it hasn't been an easy journey for them either you know it's been quite no. turbulent when things have gone on you guys know it we don't have to mention it but a lot's been happening and they've remained positive throughout smiles on their faces and it's just testament to their character. You know, they are great, great lads. And I can't wait to see their journey continue on into the final chapter. I this know. is what it's been building to. And it's so exciting to see what happens. Irish acts, I think, just in general, most years, always face an uphill battle. Oh, just absolutely. with the way things are at home and other things that can crop up, as we know. And just particularly this year, just yeah. kind of the way some things have fallen. There's been a lot. And they have handled it like champions. And, you know, no matter what happens, I think so many of us are proud of them and we're delighted to be represented by them. They've been an absolute pleasure. Just so, so amazing. But I also, I can't wait for the Eurovision listeners to just hear more about what they think of Eurovision and like the way they've been finding the experience in the pre-parties. And I just, I loved hearing them speak about it you know from like a fan's perspective that we have connor to hear the artists enjoying your vision and like i don't know there's kind of a comparison to be made from the way the artists are having fun to go to the way fans have fun together that festival feeling yeah and that tour it's great to hear they will mention it how the tour has definitely benefited Mm. them and i think all going well we're going to see that come to fruition fingers crossed semi-final one should we not kick the can down the road anymore? Will we show the interview? Ah, let's give it to them. Lana So everyone, we are here in Orty Studios with the one and only Wild Youth, Connor, Cal, Dave, Ed. It's been a while Ooh. since we talked to you because it's the Euro song where we proper shot. We've seen you at pre-parties and anything like that. But firstly, how are you guys doing? It must be scary now. You're only a few days away from heading to Liverpool. Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, we're very excited. We leave in the morning. So we've got the Late Late Show tonight. And then, yeah, we're kind of packing, getting ready. and Two weeks worth of packing is happening right now, which is two weeks too worth, stressful yeah. for me. <laughs> two, week, two weeks worth of socks and underwear. Yeah. It's been, stressful. That's been the most stressful. Not to thought of the other year. I'm just going to buy mine over there. To talk, yeah. I'm like going through my bag going, fuck. I'm like going through my bag going, don't have enough. I can't. I actually don't have airspace. That's the one thing I have to get today. Surely you can get some Eurovision merch or something. Yeah. Rock and oil. Rock and oil. We actually got given some of that at one of the pre-parties. Yeah. 
Moroccan Surely oil. Bailey's should, like as an Irish Bailey's should be partnering well, yeah. with his like that could be Bailey's a Moroccan oil in a suitcase that's all gone over with At least, at least it was a free bottle like. <laughs> I love Bailey's uh, Take us from Eurosong then Yeah After you guys won a few days after how did it you, like how long did it take for you guys to process that you guys are actually going to represent your country at Eurovision It kind of it took I think honestly we, like when the Eurosong happened, you just kind of because it's quite a quick turnaround in terms of when you have to like decide because there's so much planning goes into it. Like you have to go into autopilot mode, like deciding your staging and like getting your tracks ready for the Eurovision and everything, and then a karaoke version ready. You have to do an acoustic version. You have to do a music video. You have to do all this stuff. So it's like you're kind of in like a tumble dryer a bit, and then it's like. But the first time I think for all of us it really kind of landed was I think when we did the first pre-party. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When you yeah, go definitely. over and it's like, Barcelona. it's just cr- like you know. But you meet a different bands. Yeah, and it's like you meet all the different countries, and you're just a bit like you're a bit slightly overwhelmed, and there's like fans outside a hotel, and you know, there's different people going up and getting mad reactions then other people get different you're like god it's crazy we're obviously a band that like i've been used to playing a show for like an hour and 15 minutes and it's just so you arrive to the venue the venue and you know like everyone will give us our like in-ears we put them on it's like you're on the stage and you literally you blink and you're off so it's like making sure that that it kind of you don't blink and then look back and go i should have done that or i should have done that and getting into that headset where you can really kind of you know Stay process present. what you're doing and stay very present in that kind of time to make sure that you try and achieve everything that you want to achieve within the performance. But I think being there, even being like everyone just calls you Ireland, you know what I mean? It's like, what? Your name is no longer Wild Youth, it's you're Ireland. So Ireland. All your personal Ireland. names are yeah. Ireland. Hey, Ireland! Ireland one, Ireland two. Eating breakfast, like, it's all you hear. Ireland! You're like, what the fuck is going on? They're off that way, so you can't get in trouble. It's like, it was Ireland that did it. Which Ireland, though? Or Cal. Oh, come on! You're the man. They are good lads, yeah. Cal is the man of Eurovision, I think. Cal's joining Pick Jacks after this. Pick Jacks, I think I'm going to Moldova. Cash it and Sergio. I'm going to learn the pan flute. You're going to learn the flute, yeah. Great, but it's great people. That's what I think what Pan has touched on as well. As overwhelming as it is at the start, you start to realise it's kind of like a real family vibe with all the other countries. Like It is a competition in its own right, but it's not a competition between the artists. We've all worked for years and, you know, between writing songs, trying to, you know, master our, you know, the, whatever instrument we play. So when you all get together, everyone has a, an appreciation of why we're here and what we're looking to achieve. The competition is outside of the actual artists. It's the people, obviously, who vote. So it's a really nice feeling when you do wake up and someone shouts out, hey, Ireland, at breakfast, and you're yeah. like, yeah, we're all mates together. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's funny. Honestly, there's probably, like, being in a band for years and kind of being at different things and playing and being around even other acts, probably more of a competitive nature in that world yeah, than there is true, in this actually. world. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Because it's like... We well, honestly, I it was May 9th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, that's true. Lorraine was giving me some funny looks. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, amazing. no, we get on. Yeah, like, she's even amazing. Boa was texting me all day yesterday. And it's like, you know, he's like, yeah, we man. miss you guys. And like, yeah. you know, we actually love hanging out with everyone. And like, it's great. You see it. Can't wait to see them. Yeah, when, yeah. You're, when you're in the hotel and you go down for like breakfast, everyone's just with everyone. <laughs> it's not like, 
Ireland's here. Yeah, you're so not sitting with your delegations, like, you know. Like, Bohan will be having breakfast with us, Cal will be having breakfast with them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dave's over with Pick Jacks, you know what I mean? It's like, there's it's just cool. such a mix match. Uh, Right. We're all in different bands now. <laughs> We're all just different members of different countries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got up and I played the, we're playing the, the pan flute for a little bit with Sergio. It was great. Well, he has a pan flute and he's a recorder. So, like, give me the other one that you're not using. Give me a little mask and I ran in. It's funny you're talking about like that atmosphere between between the acts because that sounds like what Eurovision fans are like together. The real kind of family feel. And I, I don't know if you kind of answered it there, but one of our listeners. Christy was asking what your favourite part of the pre-parties was. So would you say it was that family community feel? Yeah, it's like obviously getting to see certain places that we've never even been to in our lives and getting to play shows there. Honestly, the reaction from some of the fans and some of the shows, like when the first chorus opens up and you hear people singing all the words back, yeah, it's like such an unbelievable feeling. Um, very heartwarming. And, yeah, I think getting to meet everyone, I suppose it's kind of, you're definitely nervous going into it. It's like, you know, when you're going to Irish college or like your yeah. first day at school where you're kind of going in going, oh, God. And then, yeah, and I think it's just the relief of knowing all the acts now, being really good friends with all of them and, like... Everyone's so supportive of each yeah. other. Yeah, and really, like just, really you know, such a nice atmosphere and that's a, like, massive relief. There's no, like, animosity with anyone. Yeah, that's exactly Because um, you, are, you are doing stuff that kind of is... I find, for me anyway, I think you can all agree, we're doing stuff that, like, we wouldn't have been doing every day as a band. Mm. We're doing, like, a lot of press mm-hmm. and yes. less performance. So we're walking out into carpets with, like... So many photographers, yeah. so many people like this with a mic in yeah. your face, to a point where like, like, we have those other acts support makes it a bit easier. Like we walked out to one of the carpets and literally, I think it was Joker's out and the the Peak Jacks yeah, lads. Peak Jacks, yeah. They literally just started going wild, you wild, <laughs> and it literally just made us comfortable when we started walking yeah. out there. So you know, awesome. it made it kind of like we had support from the other acts. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. It's a very short time to adjust to it as well. Yeah, yeah big time. Much thrown into the but it's cool. I think this is the great thing about doing uh, this Euro tour is that like it's got us prepared for now the Eurovision, you know? Because mm-hmm. now we're we've gotten used to doing that, walking out and talking to media more, and like being on a carpet. Like we haven't been on a carpet before until this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah the pre-parties are amazing yeah, for preparing. They you really are. For, like I think if we were to just go cold now to Liverpool, it would be a massive shock. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. It'll be a massive shock. And I, I think... the difference we were saying For sure. difference. It's totally different. Because, yeah. yeah. like, you get thrown into, like, in Warsaw, let's say. Everyone was there. And I don't know what happened, but people were, like, coming in. I'd, something happened with people, like, entering the venue. Basically, everything just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And you're kind of just standing around and you're, like, chanting. And then it's like, Oh, come on, come on. And you literally like get pushed out of a curtain and you're like in front of it the crowd. Like so it's like, yeah. you get thrown into these insane situations where you just have to adapt. And I think that's made us stronger as a band. And I think going to Liverpool and being on that stage and that many people watching in an arena full of people, I, I really hope, I hope I don't regret saying this, but I really feel like now we're ready and we're just like totally different people. I think we Even are. to when we did the Euro song, we're like yeah. a totally different band. And we've done shows and tours we've played like crow park you know what i mean twice and nothing has been like what we've had to do over the last couple of weeks and things we've had to deal with and i feel like now we've gone through everything and it's made us even a closer unit you know what i mean 
And I think all you have to do is look at the performances as well. We done from the first one mm. in Barcelona to the last one in London. The last one in London yeah, was I like, never look at the one from Barcelona. But what I'm saying is that journey, that journey, like because Connor's right, like it's completely flipped on its head from what we're used to doing. Like mm. our sound checks are so small, window is so small. Yeah, like uh, sometimes your in ears aren't perfect the way you want them to be, but you can't do anything about it because there's a list of what people have to get up as well and do the exact same thing. So sometimes you're like going off, going, "Oh my god, this is gonna be a disaster! I'm not gonna be able to hear." Blah blah. And you just have to go do it anyway, you know. And it's being able to like make those quick decisions in that moment of the rehearsal as well to fine tune your shit and get ready to go, you know. Yeah. Um. So I have to do is look at the performances from the first one to to London. And I think even like what was amazing for us a lot of people who were at London like even like backstage and you know different bloggers and even some people from like the BBC and they were like they were saying to us backstage they were like Jesus you guys like it was a totally different show mm. what we saw tonight from what we saw in Barcelona and you know you do learn things just like because you're used to doing a gig and focusing like hyper focusing on like the crowd sometimes and I remember at one stage, even in Barcelona, I think I was like, oh, I want to kind of try and get the crowd going. So I came off the stage. But then it's like, when I come off the stage, I saw a video back, which is what actually more people watch. And it was just like the three lads were on the stage and I wasn't there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's making you, you learn all those little things as you go along. You go, I shouldn't do that, you know, because. It's about the camera at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. This whole um, competition is about the camera. But, yeah. mm. but you were saying, obviously, the, the crowding games as well, it is for the camera, but that audience on the night will be so important to give you energy. Yeah. 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 How are you guys planning on incorporating the audience into the, into the app? Big claps at the end. Big, Big we will rock you energy. Yeah. 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 Standing up. I think, honestly, for us, it's just hearing people sing the words back. It's like, and I think now more than ever, the lyrics are quite powerful. Um, and I think, yeah, that's like, so heartwarming for us it's like that hearing because I think now people know that you know we're very passionate people and those lyrics mean a lot to us and when, uh, we really stand by them so I think if you know we could maybe create a very special moment I think in the arena with that your fans we gotta shout them out they have been phenomenal what's your message to them because of course they've been fans before now but also you have this whole new crowd of fans your original mm -hmm. fans were also yeah. wild youth fans What's your message to them then? Thank you. Oh, yeah. So much thanks and belief and love. Yeah. And the support because we see the messages and they they make you feel more, I, I guess, excited by it all, not as scared, not as like, oh, because it's a daunting thing. Like it is, it's a huge stage and it's a, it's a massive platform, probably the biggest, you know, song platform, like music platform, other than probably the Super Bowl in the world. And to have their support gives you that energy to go on stage and perform at your absolute best because you know that they're there for every second of it sure you are. like we do count ourselves lucky like you know to yes. have people like that in your corner because we are like it's it's without without your fans in the first place like we wouldn't be here you know without people like uh without people like them coming to our gigs buying our songs mm -hmm. Uh, writing to you guys going watch it for the best <laughs> you know <laughs> who else is going to do it like you know and, and I also think it's quite cool because a lot of them have come to the pre-parties yeah, yeah. Some of them have, they yeah, weren't they weren't aware of what yeah because I actually say to everyone I'm like it's so much fun and I'm like if you know I'm going next year to the pre-parties you know what I mean <laughs> and it's like no but when you know all the songs yeah, and you crazy. get to go there like 
they've honestly been some of the best nights of my life. Yeah. Like going yeah. and doing it and then staying there, 100%. being with all the acts and watching everyone take part. And even in Madrid, Madrid yeah. Madrid watch, I just went yeah. down to the crowd with everyone and yeah. watched the whole thing. I was thing down the crowd. as well. You came down for a yeah. bit and you were bopping along. So much fun. Yeah. And I think the songs are so good this year. Yeah. Uh, like it's just like being at the best concert ever. You know what I mean? Um, but it's so cool to see some of like our fans have gone over to the pre-parties and now they're like massive Europe. Yeah, they yeah. love Europe. You know I mean? And some of them are going to be on this podcast, actually. Yeah. We're going to be talking yeah. to a few. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny. This is a wild youth like, episode. <laughs> I saw uh, I saw one of them put up a story the other day and they're like, how else would you start your day? And it was like them just listening to cha-cha-cha. And actually, on that note, we've had a load of questions in from listeners asking if you could collab with any of this year's artists who would just love to collab with in the future Alessandra yeah Alessandra Lorraine uh, of course Lorraine. obviously do a song with Jokers I just Jokers. like they're they're great. Um, there's so many I but think you, you know the guy that does the charts so I can never pronounce his name is it Car- Carrier how do you say it Carrier Carrier I think he's a buzz he's yeah. so cool his, um, he's great yeah so did I yeah the choreography's on, on yeah, yeah. Is that the one with all like the, the mental? What do you call those wooden things? People, like, he has people moving, yeah. They the turn wo- it into a boxing corner. That's and it. it's so good. It's such a cool, it's such a buzz. Like, it's very spiky. His green thing that he He's wears, by the way, like, does he? Really? Because the other one, like, gave me a little bit of a prick. His song, when he starts playing that song, like, oh, the room's like, yeah, it's like crazy. 11,000. Yeah, it's like everybody just yeah. turned into this big C, you know, yeah. they're all doing the same motion. Yeah. Ja, ja, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, so there's a good few there that we'd like to get. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. We love to see Gustav. Gustav. Oh, we love him. We love him. He's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. He's yeah. such sweet. Yeah. So nice. I walked home from one of the pre-parties with him. And I was in video, right? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all up I'm there. saying, yeah. When the going crazy. Yeah, he me in Madrid and then he goes to all the people I met. Yeah, well, it looks like you're going back to my house party. <laughs> 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 we were. <laughs> 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 I love the, the Moldovan song. Oh, yeah. It's a banger. Yeah. It is. Moldova, Pasha. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. It's called the sun and the moon. I like it. Yeah, it translates as. Yeah. <laughs> and the dancing. Like, so and Vesna as well. Really oh, I love them. Good message. I just do not think when it's on TV. I think when it's on TV, like when you listen to Tattoo it's like the vocals. And you're just like, and when you see her, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just thinking how hard it would be as a TV it's moment to beat what, what she can do. It's when you see the smoke rising like, and the way that she yeah. sings. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. there's so many things you feel within the arena, but I saw her on a TV show even the other day and I was like, wow. she's just like phenomenal from a different world. Yeah. Like the way she was performing on the TV show, I was like... What did she say? So, she uses her body as an art form. She says yeah. also her body I is a part of the, the music. Yeah. Her, hands. her hands are yeah. an art form. Her hands are yeah. the energy. And the nails saying. even as part yeah. of her whole aesthetic. She has. Like thought it within an inch. Even when she's singing, when we're watching her singing in Liverpool, every moment was like she was catching the words with her hands. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's incredible. Mm. It's like awesome. you guys touched on there, but the performance aspect of it as well. It yeah. has... 
you know, singing the song is something, but also thinking about such small details like staging, what you're wearing, everything like that. Has that been an added kind of thing onto this whole experience as well? All of you talking about clothes is like 90% clothes, 10% music anyway. <laughs> so this is like totally normal yeah. for us. We're like, it's not even got any hair dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the third song we're playing? It's like, <laughs> the first thing Dave actually spoke about, he started, yeah. it's just the hairspray in the door. Go straight to booze after. Yeah. <laughs> No, you can't yeah. wear that. I'm wearing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think clothes has always been a very big thing. So um, yeah, your trousers get a lot of compliments, Connor, yeah, yeah. in the original world. The yeah, unicorn people ones. love them. Yeah, yeah the coloured ones, them. the glitter. Yeah. Oh wow. That's cool. yeah, cool. well, thank you, you very much to anyone who has. Uh, <laughs> you have the jacket on. You have well. no idea what's in <laughs> store <laughs> for the <laughs> Eurovision. Come on, tight. You like the trousers? Trousers, yeah, yeah. They they look. Uh, <laughs> Reflective, sparkly. Ooh, oh I'm not going to say anything. I feel like it makes my colourful trousers look incredibly reserved. Love it. Oh, really? oh yeah, you gave it to a fan, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Grace. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah, she's now wearing them doing her shop on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. But yeah, and the state staging is... Very happy with staging, actually. We got our stand-in video the other day. Happy with it. Which was a weird out-of-body experience, I felt. Yeah. I didn't know that was coming. Yeah. Your doppelgangers. Because yeah. yeah. they really go for it. Mm. Like, they really go for it. Like, it's a bit, it was a bit weird. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, your man was proper singing on his knees, like, miming. And they learned the words as well. Really? They learned all the words, yeah, to the song. So they're, like, miming on their knees, belting out the song. My so stand-in, I felt, was... I had too much charisma for me. <laughs> I didn't even have to see too it. Too much pressure now for us. I got to see it. He was moving. I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> he went for the he went for the uh, after the first the course, yeah. solo. He got down and went for it, yeah. Oh, you need to know. Uh, I'm gonna need you to go for the guitar solo. Like I need you on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think so. like, get back up. Can <laughs> <laughs> we get your man in for the second course? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have filmed this. That would be, be fucking hilarious. That that Imagine if the second half we just got the stand-ins here. Yeah. <laughs> we all just that would be, everyone be like, we weren't expecting this. <laughs> we're really happy with how it's turned out yeah, it's a bit worry. less pressure this yeah. year with press not mm -hmm. seeing your first rehearsals so yeah. you can take it you okay. know, at your pace and okay, okay. figure out the stage thanks for being here guys yeah. <laughs> yeah, you? can no, we get your numbers we need, we need to get some more info anytime <laughs> I'll be ringing you Sunday morning I'll talk to Buzz pick you Cool. And you guys are going, yeah? You're going. Yeah. You're going. Yeah. It's going to be good fun. Yeah. It's worth it. I've actually got to go. I've actually yeah. got to go and pack where we're talking about all my clothes on the ground. You're going tomorrow. Here. Come on, now. I know. <laughs> yeah, we still no haven't you I also are on the late late tonight. Just yeah. There's a lot going on. We're <laughs> bringing our suitcases. Yeah, so, to wrap things up, then, um, we've had a lot of messages of support for you guys from fans and everything like that. So, a lot of them want us to share it with you, so we're just going to relate some, you know, Kira's is best of luck, guys. You have already done us so proud to go out and have a ball. Michal Kane, who you met in um, yeah. Sweden, best of luck from Derry in Stockholm. Jamie says, good luck, boys, from Belgium. Lauren, your pal, said, mm. my guys, we keep on fighting, as you know, so proud to be with you on this journey. Adam says, good luck, legends. You've got all of us behind you to get us for that final. P. Minch says, love the revamp. I'm delighted you're enjoying the Eurovision journey. Best of luck. Louis said, wishing you the best of luck in Liverpool. Go and smash it. You made us proud. Lads, oh, Ireland's oh, proud of you. That's amazing. Thank you so thank much. You, thank you. And thank you, thank guys. You. Honestly, no. Yeah, we're very excited. Best podcast in the world. Oh, my God. <laughs>
what's the hashtag? We are one with wild jeans. Yeah, yeah. Well, we might we might ha- name that yeah. for the episode. Nah, but it's been honestly, it's been lovely to meet you. And yeah, yeah, you guys like thank you. And we look forward to hanging out over Liverpool. Yeah, we'll have a few drinks in Liverpool. And now we are Eurovision fans ourselves, so we'll see you next year. We'll be coming next year and the following year. <laughs> hey, right, I was going to start my own podcast called Air Vision. <laughs> 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 Copyright. <Copywriters. laughs> well, there we have it for wonderful people. Such a pleasure to speak to them. Thank you so much to them and the delegation for having us in. We really, really appreciate it. And for everything this season, you know, I'm sure we are going to mention Eurovision Week. But it's kind of kind of sad, Connor. Like it this is. could be our last deep dive into Wild Youth for. Well, it's our definitely our f- last oh, okay. episode filming in our studio, aka my room, and before Liverpool. So this oh, is kind Jesus of a bittersweet Christ. moment in a way. Next time we'll I be said speaking. at the start of the episode, I was overwhelmed, and then I can't. And now I'm back. <laughs> breathe, <laughs> breathe, <laughs> breathe. <laughs> Some okay, kind of no, 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 we're back. We're good. It's good. It's good. I'm excited. But it is again. like it's scary to think. But it's next time we'll be probably be speaking with you. We'll be in Liverpool. Liverpool. Have you perfected the accent yet? Scouser. <laughs> <laughs> we need an update on the tunnel. The tunnel didn't happen. though, didn't it not. Leo didn't help us out. Leo. In the end. DM me. <laughs> Leo Varadkar, that is. I'm not speaking to a random Leo. <laughs> Please don't DM me random Leos. Um, no, come here. The Wild Youth lads and their fans, huge, huge thank you again to all of them for their time in this episode. Really wonderful to dedicate this episode to them. It's so well deserved, the band and the fans. So thank you again. Gramila Mila Mahogut. Oh, Gramila Mahogut. I love it, Connor. <laughs> Listen, um, thank you so much for all of your feedback on our previous mini-series. Stay with us. We're going to have an announcement about Eurovision Week. Yes. There is going to be an Eurovision meetup. <laughs> uh, yeah. We got a, a few requests about it. We were yeah, like... because we were oh, him and we'll on. See, and we'll then see. We'll see. There's a lot of people who were like, yeah, I want to I do an Eurovision meetup. So. It's going to be low-key. It's going to be chill. Oh, yeah. It's no pressure. Nice balls. And, yeah, all the information is going to be on our socials about it if you want to keep find out Keep an eye more. for that. Yeah, keep an eye. But for now, of course, hopefully you do know by now where to find us on Instagram. It is Aerovision Podcast, Twitter, Aerovision Pod. You can email us. We got a really gas email <laughs> the other day from Liam. So thank you for that, Liam. Uh, AerovisionPodcast at gmail.com. Connor and I enjoyed that quite a lot. We had a, a fun <laughs> WhatsApp conversation. Fair point as well, by the way. Fair point. <laughs> yeah, he was calling Connor, right? Yeah. It was kind of gas. Um, yes, of course, uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Please do give us a review. We really, really appreciate it. It's definitely helping other fans to find us and to find each other. Most importantly, we really appreciate it. It's really important to stress that follow us on our socials because we're heading to Liverpool. There's going to be so much content from just outside the podcast itself, from photos to videos to little boxes, just everything Connor like that. Just Connor and Lou doing our thing. Exactly. <laughs> and if you want to see it, head to our socials. So make yeah. sure you give us a follow. TikTok. Yeah. YouTube. We're there. We're about. Everywhere. And you'll see Glasgow Michal, you'll see Melfest Michal, a lot of the characters you've heard of <laughs> along the way. And yeah, it's all very, very exciting. So lads, the next time we speak to you, it'll be from Liverpool. Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) But for now, from our in-house studio in Costa del (laughs) Dublin, that is all we have to say. Fucking a bucket (laughs) and (laughs) slongable.